Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. and welcome to another episode of Before My Time. I am your host, Gelsey Laurie, and this week we're going to do something a little different, a little fun. I'm a little stressed and a little scared, but our co-host friend and producer, Matt Kelly, is going to hit me with an Oscars game. That's right. Let's see how well I know my Oscar history. I'm really fucking stressed. Let's go. Gelsey, it is Oscar season time, and it just being about a month away, I thought it'd be fun to play a little bit of a game. Oh, this is already stressing me out. I'm just All not right, going to So the game is, did this movie win the Best Picture Oscar? Oh, fuck. I'm so bad <laughs> at this kind of shit. You would think with all of my, like, I love movies that I would know what are Oscar winners, and I, uh, let's see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how we do. So I did these in alphabetical order. Okay, great. Um, I also, uh, tried to keep them. So nothing beyond 1990. So it's all 1989 Mm -hmm. and older. Uh, I tried to focus on movies that we have maybe discussed or have made a reference to or something. And then a few are just like well-known movies, uh, to keep it all jumbled up. I'm doing them in alphabetical order. And here we go. We're going to start with all about Eve. No, it did not. 
Yes, it did. Fuck, it won I at was the almost 20- going to say, I was like, it's such, I love that movie so much too. <laughs> it won at the 23rd Academy Damn. Awards for Best Picture. Didn't um, Betty Davis win for that? I did not research deeper than oh, one uh, best picture. The only thing that I have is if it didn't win, I can tell you what beat it, unless you want to try to guess that for a bonus point. But right now, you've got zero on the board. It's got negative one. So, off, next up, All That Jazz. No, that did not win. That is correct. Do you know what it lost to? I have no idea. It lost to Kramer versus Kramer at the 52nd Academy Awards. Is that 1979? I believe so, yeah. Damn. That I know. All right. <laughs> All right. American Graffiti. Oh. Why do I feel like this did win? N- no. Okay, it oh, did not God. win. <laughs> okay, <I'm> <laughs> do you know what, what beat it? <laughs> I don't. Uh, the Sting at the 46th uh, Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, we did a whole episode about them. Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, that did win, didn't it? Oh, no, it did not. Damn. It lost to In the Heat of the Night at the 40th Annual Academy Awards. Uh, Someone won are... for that movie, though. I feel like oh, yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. It's just because it was... It's hard because some of these movies, like looking back, they're such a pivotal moment for film. And the and movies that changed. won, maybe not as much. Yeah. I know, and that's where I get like, okay, all right, all right. I got one point, right? No, You've two got points. two. You've got two okay. points. Cabaret. Yes, that did win. <gasps> we did a whole episode of No, no, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. It did not win. It did not win. I know it didn't win. It's it hard because it won awards. It won it everything, won but it won almost award. everything That's but right. the best picture. Do you know what it lost to? I forget. I know I said the, it on the podcast episode. The but. Godfather. It lost to The oh, Godfather at right. the 45th Annual Awards. Yes. If you want to learn more about Cabaret, we do have an episode, which I clearly have not listened to. <laughs> it was a long time ago, Matt. It, it was, was like a while ago. Two months How ago. about Casablanca? Yes. Didn't you were win- correct. Yeah, it, yeah I was it, like Casablanca. It won at the 16th Annual Academy Awards. Um, now, Casablanca is also referred to as one of the greatest films, and it's usually up against Citizen Kane. Mm. Did Citizen Kane... I feel like Citizen Kane was a win. Citizen Kane lost. It to lost. What? How green was my valley at the 14th annual Academy Awards? Listeners, you can't see my face right now, but it's really like a fuck off face. I'm like, come on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, whatever. One of the one of the newest movies. Actually, we have the two newest movies on the list back to back. The Color Purple. Mm. Yeah, that one. That did win. No, it, it did not. Really? It lost to Out of Africa. At the 58th Academy Awards. Because everyone's heard of that movie. That's what always mm-hmm. blows my mind. Well, yeah, see, the winners, it's like you don't always want to win first at American Idol because your music career is probably not going to go that great. You exactly. want to be a runner-up to to last longer. Uh, and the other kind of newer 80s one that I had on the list was Dead Poet Society. No. Correct. Do you know what yeah. it lost to? No. Driving Miss Daisy at uh, okay. the 26th Annual Awards. That uh, another one, a good film. Another one that we did a whole episode on, Fuck. Double Indemnity. I can't remember if that... I'm going to say no. I don't think it did win. It, correct. It did not. Yes. And I don't think you could guess what it lost to because I've never no heard of idea. this. I have no idea. 
Uh, Double Indemnity, considered one of the greatest pieces of film noir, lost to Going My Way at the 17th Annual Academy Awards, a film I've never heard of. Never heard of that. We really got to do a Citizen Kane episode, speaking of film noir. Yeah, we do. Um, All right. From Here to Eternity. That did win, didn't it? That did win at the 26th Annual Academy Awards. Uh, What about The Graduate? Why do I feel like it did? I feel like it didn't. I'm going to go with no. The Graduate came out the same year as Bonnie and Clyde, so it also lost to In the Heat of the Night at the 40th Annual Academy Awards. I don't Awards. know why I was putting my value and my self-worth on this one answer. I was like, if this is wrong, I'm going to quit life. Oh, that's The that's Graduate's dark. another one that I would love for us to do a whole episode on. But, yeah, we should. Right. Okay, taking notes. Uh, Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. I feel like this did win. It lost. Do you know what it lost to? No. Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca's a good one. Rebecca's a really good one. That was at did the, you 13th see the remake? annual awards. I never saw the remake, but I do love it's... the original Rebecca. All right. I'm not a Western person. I'm not sure if you're a fan of Ooh, Western. I'm not but... a Western person either. Just Blazing Saddles or Bust, which that is definitely going to be... So I actually consider this of of a as a person who doesn't like westerns. I think that this is one of the few sincere westerns I enjoy. Uh, it's usually on the AFI's greatest movies of all time list. But did it win the Academy Award for Best Picture? High Noon. Mm. I don't think it did. You were correct. It yes. lost to the Greatest Show on Earth at the 25th Annual mm. Academy Awards. High Noon would be an interesting one for us to watch. What makes it unique? It's all in real time. So it's like literally like a sheriff gets a letter from like an escape. I, I forget the details, but like a sheriff gets a letter from an outlaw that says, I'm going to be in your town in the next hour and I'm coming to kill you. And the whole movie is just like that hour of him preparing for this big showdown and then the showdown. But it's all like hmm. in real time, essentially. It's not there's no real like time jumps anywhere to be seen in the movie, which was especially for that time period, very rare <laughs> for it to just be like this 90 minute movie is going to take place over a 90 minute time period in someone's life. Yeah. I feel like there's um, like a handful of movies that do that. And it's Gary Cooper. Super yeah. duper. <laughs> and Chris uh, Arkin. I had a little, um, you got a little conjunction junction there with your Gary Cooper. Well, I couldn't help my putting on the reds. <laughs> you're blue and you don't know it. Um, it did. Um, he won for best actor. Oh movie. well, there you go. But he lost and High to the Noon is also show on Earth. <laughs> High Noon's also the name of a seltzer beverage, an alcoholic seltzer beverage. So if you want to Google High Noon, you definitely have to put in movie after, or else you're gonna get uh, <laughs> what a twelve pack costs. There you go. All right, a movie that I think I don't want to out you here, but I think you and I have mm. discussed this, and you have not seen this movie yet. Um, and I've said if you ever came out to Philadelphia, this would be the movie I'd make you watch. It happened one night. I have not seen this movie, and I'm just going to take a wild guess and say it did win. It did. It was the seventh <laughs> ever Best Picture winner, um, so it won at the seventh annual Academy Awards. Um, similar titled movie, Christmas film that we haven't covered yet, but one day we will. It's a Wonderful Life. I don't think that did win. You are correct. It lost. Do you know offhand what it lost to for a bonus point? Do you know what year that was? Uh, 1939 would have been, or 1939, 1940, about. What year was The Wizard of Oz made? 
we'll get there soon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's the year. I, I don't actually. I'm sure I know. Uh, the best years of our lives. Which, oh, nope. Wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, which is another movie that credit where credit's due, I believe the best years of our lives is also listed on like a lot of greatest movies of all time list. So it wasn't like it lost to some like forgotten nothing. That's um, good. That at least makes me feel better about. I like when like <laughs> the ones that win were like, yeah, we still talk about that. But these like, what was the green one you said? But, yeah, Something how green? how green was my valley losing get, to citi- or beating Citizen Kane? Yeah, get out, it's, get out. It's almost hysterical. Academy. Um, here, I mean, this one, 1975. What I consider to be one of the finest movies ever made, Jaws. No, I don't think that won. It did not. Did. Do you remember what it beat? Uh, what it lost to? 1975? Yeah. Saturday Night Fever. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Greece. I think that was great. You know what? I'd been uh, like, I approve that I approve that win. Uh, um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, that's such a great movie though. I know. That's that's you got two juggernauts up against I had, each other. <laughs> I had a history teacher actually for two years in high school great guy and every time he would turn the lights off for the overhead i don't know if they still use overhead projections or projectors but when we would put that on for no times he would go over to the lights and switch them on and off and on and off and go it's medication time medication time (laughs) every day every single day and you could feel the eye rolls and the gasp of like the teenagers being like this guy but i was always like this is hilarious like i was he was my favorite teacher like i absolutely of course he loved him mr hawkins shout out not i'm don't think he ever listens to this, but great. In case he does. Teacher. One day In case he, he does. Yeah. I still um, keep in touch with his daughter. She's great. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, way back when we had Ashley Victoria Robinson talk about the TV series, but the movie MASH was Gosh. nominated for Best Picture. Did it win? No. You are correct. It did yeah. not win. It lost to another war film from 1970. Oh, do you think I know it? Maybe. And I might be wrong with it being a war movie, but it's tied to war indirectly. I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay, I, uh, I'm not even going to try to guess. You're it all the exorcist. To, I'm like, what? No. Yeah, it lost to Patton um, in 1935. Oh, no, I, I, I only know it for the, um, obviously, like the very... Uh, recreated and parodied sequence of him standing in front of the giant American flag delivering mm. a speech that they do in a ton of movies as a reference. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Here's one that's just a classic. Wanted to bring it up. Theme song is performed by one of my all-time favorite singers of the 70s, Harry Nielsen. Midnight Cowboy. I'm going to say no. Not only did it win at the 42nd annual Academy Awards... It is the only it's the only X-rated film to ever win an Academy <gasps> Award. <laughs> what? Wait, what is this called? Midnight Midnight Cowboy. Cowboy. Now here's the thing. 1969. Oh, it won 1970, but it was came out in 1969. Um this might be one that I have to watch now. <laughs> you said X-rated yes. and I was like, wait. Well, so here's the thing. You have to remember about the rating Dustin board. Hoffman. This was, Sorry. Yeah, this was before X-rated necessarily meant porn. This was when X-rated mm. was the same as having an R rating, essentially. But okay. it has that distinction of it was released unedited as an X-rated movie because in 1969, they were not so hot on a movie about a gigolo. This is also Midnight Cowboys where you get the infamous, hey, I'm walking here line from oh. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> which I was did an, not know that. Yeah, okay, improvised well, scene because they 
they made it for such a low budget. They were shooting guerrilla style and they were crossing the street and a car almost hit Dustin Hoffman and he didn't break character and turned around and yelled, I'm walking here at the car. I'll keep it. Those are my favorite. That's so funny. We'll keep it. The lines that are like the most famous for movies, but specifically the ones that are ad-libbed and they're like, it made the movie and now it's like the most quoted. I love that. Uh, Another one that I would love for us to do a whole episode on uh, has probably one of the greatest monologues in cinema history. On the Waterfront. I want to say yes. You are correct. It won yes. at the 27th Annual Academy Awards. You know the speech that I'm talking about, right? No, I don't think so. On the on the Waterfront has the Marlon Brando, I could have been a contender speech. Oh, <laughs> yes. Honestly, okay, so here's our tie to the Muppets. My favorite Muppets movie is Muppet Treasure Island, and Tim Curry sings professional pirate because when you're a professional pirate and they're all going around i could have been a lawyer what they could have been instead and one of the guys goes and me i could have been a contender and like that's (laughs) as a child what i knew it from and then as i got older obviously i knew it was like a reference continuing with brando streetcar named desire that one did win that one didn't that one really that one lost to another movie that we made a reference to but haven't discussed yet an american in paris at the 24th Annual Academy Awards. Really? Yeah. An American in Paris beat out a streetcar. I'm, mm. I mean, I love an American in Paris, but I'm kind of, I'm a little like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way about that. Um, right. Musical just beat out like one of them. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, next up, we're getting near the end. We're going to hit two musicals in a row. Top Hat. I think Top Hat did win. Top Hat lost to Mutiny on the Bounty at the 8th Annual Academy Awards. Dumb. And that's a time when I'm expecting them to be like, let the musical win. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But another musical, West Side Story. Did West Side Story win? I think. I don't know. I know Rita won. That was like a huge thing. Or Cheetah, sorry, not Cheetah. No. Oh, yes. You are correct. Yes. West Side Story I, was like, I mean, it's my favorite. I was like, I'm pretty sure. Didn't the new one win as well? I don't know if it won, but it was definitely nominated for a lot. Oh, yeah. I, don't I think... loved it. I was honestly, I was really nervous about it. I actually think I like the new West Side Story a little bit more than the original, as much blasphemy as that is to say. No, I can understand that. And it, it was... There's always going to be like a part of me that's like, I have to hold on to the original because it is the original and it's just like what I grew up with. It really was like when I first, I might have said this before, but when I first moved to New York, I was in this dormitory type. Honestly, my room looked like I was becoming a nun. I lived in this women's residency and I lived, it was like international women lived there. I had the tiniest little room with like one desk, one dresser, and I don't even think it was a twin size bed. I feel like it was smaller. And it was this like cold tile with all wood. It literally, like my mom walked me up and opened the door and I was like, I think I'm becoming a nun. I I couldn't (laughs) imagine a room looking any different if it was a monastery. And then, so these like young women would stay there. And then there were these group of elder women that stayed there that were legitimately crazy. Yeah. And there was like Kathy, there was one woman, she was really short. She only spoke, 
I mean, she mainly spoke Spanish, was speaking English, but she was always like yelling at the staff. And so we just called her angry lady. And I would like, if I could hear them coming around the corner, I would run because they were, you did not want to get stuck in a conversation. Like one time I ended up in Kathy's room and there were dolls everywhere. And I was like, ah, so (laughs) (laughs) oh God, cat like, and she would like kind of shuffle and she'd kind of have this like, like one time she knocked on my door and was like, hello. And I was like, hi, Kathy, what do you want? She's like, there's a sale at Banana Republic. And I'm like, okay. And she kind of has like no hair. There's like a little hair. It looks like she was almost like burnt. And then just kind of would always wear these stretchy pants and just slump her feet. And her toenails were really long. And I was like, fuck, like you just did not want to get in a conversation with Kathy. Anyways, my little nun dormitory, I had one tiny poster hanging up and it was the Jets poster. And I was in New York to live out my Broadway dream. And every morning I'd wake up and look at my Jets poster. And I was like, you got this. Yeah. That's that's it. That's my story. No, I love that. I love that. I did love the new one. Um, I thought it was beautifully done. And I kind of like the like realistic feel versus the old one just felt like it was shot in New York, but on it still has a very stagey feel where, yeah. It has a a stagey feel. And and just the camera, like... The camera movements are just it's so beautiful Spielberg. in the remake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he knows it's what his, he's it's doing. It's his thing. He knows how to move a camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We got two more. We got two more. All right. So when I was a freshman in college, I did a theater class uh-huh. and we all had to act out scenes from a couple plays. And this was one of the plays that I had to do a scene from. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Oh. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. You are correct. It won oh, at was, the so 39th Academy Awards. Talk mm. about a movie that is not a horror movie, but gives you the exact same emotional stress that any other horror movie would give you. <laughs> like That it's movie kind of unnerves me so bad. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. A lot of these I need to go back and rewatch, but those are actually kind of like my favorite movies or like the psychological thrillers and stressors that you're just, you're almost more on edge than a horror film because a horror film, you're just kind of waiting for the jump. But with the psychological thing, there's, there's, it's so much more of a twist and a mind fuck. Yeah. Cause you're like, what is happening here? It's literally a movie of two couples just losing their minds (laughs) like midnight in someone's house. It's crazy. And then lastly, you mentioned it earlier, Wizard of Oz. It did, didn't it? It lost it to didn't. Gone with the Wind at oh, the 12th Annual Academy right. Awards. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. It's funny because I was wondering if Gone with the Wind was going to be on your list. See, like that, that makes sense. And those are both classic. But Gone with the Wind, I, oh yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more Oscars talk right after these commercials. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come, baby, come, and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. 
We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Do we already know what's nominated this year? We do. I was just about to ask you. So I have post-pandemic got real bad at staying on top of all of the Best Picture nominees, but I used to really make it a point to see every film that was nominated for Best Picture so I could like have a horse in the race during the Academy Awards. Were you totally. ever like that, or were you kind of just like, if I saw them, I saw them? Um, A little bit of both. There'd be some years where I'm like, I'm going to see as many movies as I can and it does make it more fun I mean it's like today uh obviously we're recording early so it's Super Bowl Sunday and it's like if you stay with the games and you watch the game it's more fun if you kind of have that vested which today I don't so I'm going to a family house party and I will be in the backyard but yeah the Academy Awards nominations I actually really want to try to see all of them this year most of them sound really interesting to me yeah the the ones I haven't seen except for like two of them to be honest are um on my list so I was like oh shit I I should there's enough time it's hard because they're all so different looking at the list. And that's, I think that's always kind of the fun thing though, is when a bunch of, you know, it's not just like five dramas up against each other. Or I like when there's a variety. And so it's kind of, it makes it seem unfair because you're like, well, how can you put Maverick up against Elvis? But you can. And that's, it makes it more fun. Yeah. I, I will say that you just named the two that I feel most confident won't win. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I really, I, oh, so I've I seen, El- I've only seen two of the nominees actually. I've seen Elvis. And I've seen everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, that's on um, my list. Everyone tells me to see it. It's Actually, you. You is like a person who also just loves like stunt work. It is like just a two-hour-long stunt film. Wait, you said um, that you saw you Maverick and and that one. You haven't seen Elvis no, yet. No, I've seen Elvis. I haven't seen Maverick. <laughs> you haven't seen Maverick. Oh no. my god. You have to. I've seen it a couple times already. I took myself out. I do like self date nights. And I took myself out to the movies that night. I went and grabbed a beer by myself, sat and was like, yeah, life is good. And then I went and saw Maverick. And I honestly wasn't, I was just was expecting like, okay, fun, Top Gun, flying movie. I couldn't remember the last time I was in the movie theater and sitting on the edge of my seat for a movie. I've And I've heard that Ugh. it's, I've heard from a bunch of people like, so I have no real attachment to the first Top Gun, which is why I wasn't that interested. But a lot of people have been like, it's, I mean, the, they're like, the first Top Gun is like a schlocky 80s movie. Like, it, it is what it is, but it's like, they're it's like, this is like an actual it. film. Like, they're like, yeah, this- oh, this one has, has a plot and a story yeah. and characters you care about. And like, <laughs> like, where the first, I rewatched the first one, but I kind of put it on the background, which I do recommend because there are, like, you don't need to be up to date with your Top Gun to enjoy Maverick but the little things they do and um like the whole like Val Kilmer's character which I love Iceman he was my favorite Val Kilmer is my favorite um it makes it a lot more emotional like I cried in Maverick and his whole and whatever that's personal but um it is it's it was so good 
I was really impressed. You saw, I'm assuming you watched, you could, I think we've talked about this before. You, you're you pretty loyal to SNL. You saw oh, yeah. the sketch, uh, I want to say it was a week or two ago, where it was just TV and movie questions, but it'd be like, this film was nominated for a Best Picture this year, directed by so-and-so. And they're like, what? And they're like, women talking. And like, we've never, ever heard of this movie. Like, like it was just like this joke about like, the number one show currently streaming on Netflix, Ginny and Blank. And they're like, I have no clue. He's like, we were looking for the answer, Georgia. Number one show on Netflix. None of us have heard of it. Like, Is that it really was, the number one show? That was last, like two weeks ago, it was the number one show streaming on Netflix. I tried to watch the first season. I think like my parents and I were like, let's watch a show together back when I was home. And uh, it, I thought we thought it was going to be something different. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, this is like a teen preteen drama we're like no we're good um, yeah i mean it's all right it gets it gets I, we dro- uncomfortably I I sexy like, but uh there's <laughs> also so the one that i knew nothing about is the fablemans do you know anything that about one's that supposed to win that's so that's an that's it's steven win, spielberg's autobiography he basically shot his own autobiography oh i didn't his, okay because i knew it was like a jewish kid who wants to make a movie and i yeah. i don't know even as like a Jewish I've, woman. I've been I, hearing I watched it and I was that, like, this just doesn't look good to me, but it's supposed to win. It, it's apparently supposed to be I've heard that Tar and Everything Everywhere All at Once is like the three big. I've never um, heard of Tar. Maybe. That so is the tar, one that I looked at and I was like, I don't know what this, it's a musical. Well, I don't know if it's a musical. It's about a conductor of classical music. Oh, it um, says drama slash musical when you Google yeah, it. Yeah, but, but, I, but okay, from what I understand, it's it's very much like it's one of those you're watching a very unlikable character who you're trying to find out, is there anything redemptive about them in the entire film? And apparently, like, okay. it's it's I've heard great things from the movie podcast I listen to. But again, I the thing that sucks is like, I'm sure most of these I could watch streaming, but there's that part of me that wants to be sitting in a seat in a movie theater experiencing them all because like, yeah, I don't know if they're getting nominated for best picture, they must be able to really take you to a whole nother place. If you're fully immersing yourself in it and not like, I'm going to take myself to the movies this week and I'm gonna I think go I'm going to do the same. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I just really hope doesn't win avatar. I really no. Hope it I'm right win. there. Avatar might be the only one that I'm like. I'm not going to see this. I don't care that. It's I don't in, have. I yeah. have no interest to see it. Everyone's like, "Oh my god," blah blah blah. And I was like, first of all, like I'm done with three hour movies. Like unless you're Titanic, like get, stop, get out. And everyone kind of just said, "I know it's beautiful and stuff," but they're like, it kind of was just the first movie plot, but just a little different. And the I don't. Other thing that- I don't know. I, the thing that bothers me. Well, the thing that bothers me is when people are like, "You have to see Avatar in a theater, otherwise you're not going to enjoy it." And it's like, well, then that doesn't mean it's a good movie. It means that it's a good an amusement ride. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you did well, like a great job one, doing <laughs> doing a three D. That's the one thing ride. I love about Avatar is the ride they created it in Disney World, at Disney Animal World. Kingdom. Yeah, it's the most breathtaking. Like I almost was like, "Am I about to cry?" This is so beautiful. It's incredible, but. Honestly, I'm not a huge Avatar fan. Like the first movie, no. I think I've seen once all the way through, and I was like, I don't want to sit through that. Again. And it was it's a struggle. Was I fun, think I but... saw it once in yeah. bits and pieces because yeah. I rented it, yeah. and I was like, Oh, I'm taking a break. I'm so bored. Well, <laughs> like... I uh, the only reason I saw it is because I was up for the lead 
girl in the um, Cirque du Soleil did a touring show of Avatar and casting the casting department came and recruited me to present me to the directors and everything and I auditioned for it and sent all these videos and I actually got the contract and I was supposed to tour with the show but it's a long story why I didn't end up with that show so I got the movie and watched it I was like I guess I have to watch Avatar if I'm gonna like be auditioning and know what I'm doing and um I tried to get into it and then when I got the contract offer I was like yeah I love this because you kind of fool yourself and then um another sister company kind of was like we want her first and so they legally couldn't they were like we shouldn't have offered you this because legally we can't take artists from them and doesn't matter it all ended up with me at my dream show anyway so it worked out and then when I saw the show I was like thank god I was in a blue monkey but uh, I'm just not a big Avatar fan. Yeah, I'm no, just, but you know what? If listeners out there want to tell us how wrong we are on Avatar, don't do that. But if you have any other Oscar-related <laughs> takes thing. that you want that you want to send to no, us, where, where, where can they let us? Know? I just want to say this is the first time. Normally, we're like, tell us on Instagram how wrong we are, how dumb we are. Fight your point. We're like, don't this one. I don't want to talk about Avatar with anybody. I don't want to talk no. about it. It's not worth my breath. <laughs> Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at beforemytime underscore podcast or on Facebook. Just search Before My Time. We will pop up. Send us a comment right on our wall. Send us a DM. Um, I'm getting pretty funsies with some of our reels. I don't know if you saw the last one I did, Matt. I filmed a lot of them last night and they're going to continue. So keep an eye out on our Instagrams for some fun um, historical takes on new audio trends because I need to get a life. Also, if you need to get a life and are a little bored, why don't you send us a, write us a little review right now or just give us five stars. It takes two seconds to tap the stars helps us out a lot get in front of another bigger audience like yourself we appreciate each and every one of you for listening every week and hope that you tune in next week have a great week and don't watch avatar this week you shouldn't it's dumb watch maverick (laughs) bye to laugh geek out on music and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth if so you need to subscribe to one hit thunder together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests we do a weekly dive into one hit wonders like eiffel 65's blue crayshawn's gucci gucci emf's unbelievable delamitri's roll to me los del rio's macarena musical youth's past a duchy and even patrick swayze's she's like the wind So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. 
We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 